0: back with more of sabers live presented by seneca resorts and casinos nothing else comes close welcome back on sabers live not to be outdone it was uh it was pretty impressive of the oakland a's to try to steal the vegas thunder last night with the twenty seven thousand turnout in reverse boycott night and the a's continue to be the best team in baseball over the last uh, seven days so That's interesting. Will they end up in Vegas? Who knows? Um, Stay tuned for that.
1: Their motto should be, where are we going? Because they started winning, Duffer, when you were in Pittsburgh and the Oakland A's were playing the Pirates. And across from your hotel room, there was a big sign that says, where are we going? Well, they're going places now. They're not the worst team in baseball anymore. So, yeah.
0: Did you see the list of um, captains? In NHL history, who have produced the most points in a Stanley Cup final? Because Mark oh. Stone went five four nine over five games. Yes. And only six times in NHL history has a captain had more points in the Stanley Cup final. Can you guess them?
1: Well, I would say Wayne Gretzky has had that multiple times.
0: Three times out of the six, yep. Yeah. Mario Lemieux? Mario Lemieux, that's four.
1: Um Oh, I want to say Ovi.
0: No, they are oh. old timers. Okay. And I say that with the greatest respect. One of them is, well, two quick guesses.
1: Maurice Richard. No. Nope. Okay. Jean Bileveau? Yes. Okay. so And one that has that an
0: award named after him.
1: One has an award named after him. Uh, it's
0: the player's MVP. Conn Smite? No. Ted oh, Lindsay. players at heart? The players MVP. Like they vote on it, not the heart. Yeah,
1: okay. Ted Lindsay. So
0: Gretzky, Lemieux, Lindsay, and Bellavo Yeah. Pretty good company, huh?
1: Pretty good company, Mark Stone. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is actually... Hey, it's a typical misfit thing. Like you talk about these players and then you have Mark Stone. So man, oh man. Uh, okay, well, bring listen. it. I'm ready. How about this? I'm going to start with a with an easy one because we've already touched on him, Aiden Hill. But why is it, Duffer, and I get frustrated when I hear this, why is he referred to as the fourth-string goalie and fifth-string goalie? He's a $2.1 million goaltender that was the backup to Logan Thompson just because they wanted to give Logan Thompson a chance at the start of the season. Aiden Hill earned a spot to be a top two goalies with the Vegas Golden Knights, and he played that way all season long. Why do we... Go low-hanging fruit here and always write the the narrative. Oh, he's the fourth and fifth string goalie in Vegas. Like, it frustrates me. Like, it, help me out here.
0: I wish I could. But you know I frustrate more easily than you do. So, obviously, I'm going to share the opinion with you on this. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> Excuse me. I got a case of the Dreggers here. Um, <laughs> but I, I just, yeah. It, what's as fascinating to me now is... Where is this fourth string goaltender going to end up? Because exactly. there, there is a reality that he might be a number one somewhere. It might even be in Vegas. They they could re-up him. They could make Thompson battle to get that spot back. It could be 45-35 Hill Thompson next year. Highly unlikely because Vegas tends to end up having to use a lot of netminders. But, yes. um, but I couldn't help but think that maybe L.A., who no. are to me kind of in the dark here as to what are they doing with their net minding, man. Oh man. It's hard when it's that close geographically and you're, you know, you were this close to beating Edmonton. Edmonton was this close to beating Vegas. Like this is, and that division was really, really, really up for grabs. Like let's not forget as much as Vegas led wire to wire, like down the stretch, well, almost wire to wire. Like there was great debate as to which team was going to emerge. And there was a chance LA was going to do it. But I don't think they really want to keep or revisit Corpus no is, no. is Hill actually the right? I don't know. Uh, Freddie Aiden.
1: Anderson, I can see there. I can maybe yeah. even see Antiranta. Maybe they bring in Varlamov for a little bit and try it. I don't know. But Aiden Hill is not a fourth string goalie, people. He had a two-year deal paying him $2.1 million a year. It wasn't – like it's a good backup money. It's great yes. backup
0: money that he was making. It's, it's Not perfect. a fourth string and, goaltender. Okay. Uh, okay, wait. Dr- hang on, quickly. Oh. Did, did Aiden Hill – lead the playoffs in wins or not
1: Uh ooh because Bob got uh yes I would say yes No had,
0: Bob Bob led he had 12 Aiden oh, had 12,
1: 11 But 11. he didn't lead save percentage
0: Aiden had the most wins of anybody who never started like never played the first round Yes instead which is it is baffling and yes you're right he led in save percentage at 932 so when you were going you know putting into perspective how to view Aiden Hill's season from an analytics and when one matches the other what i lo- and i love you know i love the advanced approach to all of this stuff but i also love it when the baseline old school stats yeah leave you as number 1 and your team just won the cup but well, when you, get I think the it's perfect. It's pack, like good you for get you. The
1: pack in the bathroom, it doesn't show your goal save above expectation. It shows your goal save, your goals against average or your save percentage. And that, yeah. that's nice to see. Um, yeah. But all, uh, quickly, um, because I, I know we are going to get there, um, scarves on the ice, celebration. What did you feel about the scarves, Stanley Cup champion scarves around everybody's neck?
0: I feel like a complete idiot because you know that I am a big scarf guy. Yes. Because I'm chronically cold. Now, I will say this. The first thing I thought of when I saw the scarves was soccer. Yep. But... I also thought it was perfect in the moment, and i I big, 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 big fan. My favorite scarf, as you know, and most of Buffalo knows now because they see me wearing it all the time, is the scarf that you gave me years ago in our Christmas gift exchange. So I should have worn that today as a tribute to the moment where scarves adorned the Stanley Cup champions.
1: Well, did you know that Bill Foley in January became owner or minority owner of the Premier League team that's why out. i thought of it so yes
0: so yes. Yeah.
1: so um i was a little bit on the fence with it but then when i saw the coaches in their suits and everybody the trainers with the scarves i'm like there's something that puts them all together again better than what,
0: t-shirts I, better, my opinion now better, like, than, t-shirts, this, better than t-shirts better way better
1: and yep. and again it comes down to why are the extra players dressing they could put the scarves on and be the team right so that's the thing Love and that. last but not least a question to you duffer because You know, we do have to talk about the Florida Panthers and their injury situation and the players that were really, really banged up in the finals and throughout the playoffs. But are you fascinated with all of this playoff injuries talk? Because the first thing that you do when a team loses is we want to know their injuries, right? We want to know what's happening. Like, I'm not fascinated about it. But I like to know about it. That's not my first question, but it feels like that's the first question on a lot of people's minds. So are you like first thought, like, I wonder who was hurt. That's why they lost. Like, is that you?
0: No, because I'm focused on the winners typically.
1: Uh, yes. And
0: as you started that question slash topic, I was now really, really eager to learn of what all of Vegas's injuries were more so than what happened on Florida. You could see it. There was deterioration in their game. But it's more heroic when you learn three days, a week from now, that X, Y, and Z on the Golden Knights are going to be out for three to four to five to six months because they literally, like the Panthers, but they laid it all on the line and emerged victorious. That, those are defining, you know, um moments memories uh traits of these guys and um
1: now think about yeah, this
0: I, I the other part of it is marty i think not unlike the 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 earlier topic you brought up it, it it's i'm so used to it now yeah i don't i don't maybe have that same urgency you know it would be different if i'm in the moment and i'm covering it like uh, years ago as a as a beat reporter so to speak right like you're digging for that you want that information and when it gets presented like it did from Paul Maurice to Jackie Redmond last night like that's compelling it's unreal and it's dramatic and it's you know if you're on the losing side of it it's heart-stopping it's like oh my gosh Matthew Kachuk had a broken sternum and you know what I mean like that's but it's I am I am definitely looking at it more from like I'm super curious to see what the winners enjoy. Yeah, and then it, that's
1: the the reflexes to ask the losing team what were your injuries. The winning team, you don't talk about it, right? Because they what's the experience like? How about that trophy? What about your performances, whatnot? The fact that Matthew Kachuk had a broken sternum, um, that to me, like I had a Bruce Sternum once. And it was about the most painful thing, getting out of bed, even standing up and whatnot. He couldn't get dressed. need needed four guys to put his equipment on, tie his skates, put his jersey on. Like, reminded me a lot of Mario Lemieux when he couldn't bend down because of his back and the trainer had to tie his skates. Um, You know what? Matthew Kachok, like... Played through a lot. Uh, Aaron Eggblad played through a lot as well. Broken foot in the first round. Dislocated his shoulder twice Mm -hmm. in the playoffs. Popped it back in. Um, Also passed a concussion test, but got his bell wrong. So Aaron Eggblad, Matthew Kachuk, and many more on the Florida Panthers with major injuries. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm not fascinated by it as much as I like to know. Uh, but that's not the first thing I think about last night. Like when Florida loses, I'm not thinking, oh, I wonder what their injuries were. So I wanted to know about Matthew Kachuk because he didn't play in game five. If he's not playing in game five, it has to be really bad, right? And that's one of the th- reasons why I was intrigued by that one.
0: Incredible. We've talk, been talking about John Con for uh, a week to 10 days and really haven't d- done a deep dive into Marcia So and his Kahn Smythe. I, I just want to say that, even though it might have looked like it was slipping away from him partially last night at the end of it all to see a player on a 10 game point streak over the final couple of rounds have 10 of his 13 goals in the playoffs, either gave his team the lead or tied the game. Six of them were lead givers. Four of them were tie gamers. And that to me, is the ultimate definition of an MVP. It's hard to have a more pronounced impact in the biggest moments than what Marcia so did. Regardless of what happened in game five,
1: which that moment we're showing on MSG right now is kind of funny. So, Marsha So goes to the commissioner, Gary Bettman, who didn't get booed, by the way, in Vegas. They don't hate him, they actually like him. That was actually a nice
0: touch. Yeah, it
1: was a nice touch. But so, Marsha So grabs the con smite, goes to skate towards his team, and almost celebrate with the con smite with his team. And Dave Keon, the son of the great Dave Keon, yes. um, who has worked for the league for Ever. 40 years now, I mean, um, he goes over to Marshall and so says, "Give me the trophy because you're going to get the real big one coming up here. I'm going to I'm going to put that in your stall in the locker room yeah. so you can celebrate with it. So I love that Dave Keon kind of got a, an appearance because I love Dave. He was there. When I was about to be drafted, we went mm-hmm. to the finals in Detroit. He was taking care of us. He yep. took care of Conor Bedard and the uh, prospect this year. He took care of Conor McDavid, Jack Eichel years ago. Mm-hmm. Like He's always been around. It was a nice little touch by Dave Keon Jr. in that moment.
0: Yeah, and we'll fill in the blank, a lot of them hopefully, as we continue on Sabres Live here on WGR Sports Radio 550 and MSG. <laughs>